I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. This is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Hi Leslie. Hi. I'm frozen today. I know. Guys, it was <laughs> negative nine here this morning. Jesus Christ. But at least I had heat. I don't. So I'm logged <laughs> in as frozen Leslie. I'm a popsicle. Um, at some point in the middle of the night, the heat just went off and then my poor little dog was shivering and... He, okay, you know that Joey's cold when he agrees to wear doggy pajamas. Because he hates clothes. He's the cutest dog in the world. He's wearing bananas, like little banana pajamas. <laughs> and he's under Do like you... my heated blanket. I just put it on him because he was shivering. Here's a throwback. Do you remember bananas in pajamas? pajamas? Do you remember that? Because my sister was that age. When... Yep. I'm a lot older than my sister. So yes, yeah. I remember it. I used to babysit, so I have, like, this weird knowledge of all things millennials, Mm -hmm. but also, of course, the best generation ever, Gen X, yeah. Gen X. I know, I've always wanted to be a a Gen Xer. I feel like I I was born at the wrong time. I feel like you're close, right? Yeah, I'm like a Zenial towards the end. What year? 85, yeah. Mm. Wow, I am a lot older than you. Oh, my birthday's coming up in like two weeks and I'm just like, oh no, I'm getting old. Oh, that's exciting. Are you an Aquarius? I am an Aquarius. So's my husband. Nice. Oh, take a shot, guys. Takes a lot of pride in that. Who I could confirm is real because I heard his voice off camera. He's real. He's real. (laughs) So my grandmother was like a, a very amateur astrologer. She got into it like after my grandfather died and she just, you know, went crazy studying it. Yeah. And she used to tell me Aquarius is the screwball of the Zodiac. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So there you go. I'm a Libra. Libra, yeah. You're more Mm -hmm. like practical, but then also, isn't that the thing that you're a little undecisive? Wasn't that? Um, yeah. Yeah. The story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we built our house six years ago. I already want to rip down and remodel the whole thing (laughs) because I made decisions. Nope, 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 nope. All I will say is, getting back to our, our favorite um, bean town couples here, I'm telling you right now, the internet is blowing up with people hating Alyssa. Like, it is, they're coming, they're coming for April Ludgate. I mean, they mm-hmm. are just coming for her. And 
I have a lot to say about it when we get there. I mean, even her pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, when your pastor is dragging you, you've done something wrong. Yeah. All right. So today we're looking at season 14, episode three, Beantown Wedding Throwdown. Pastor Cal tells us tonight our final two couples take that brave brave leap of faith. Nothing is brief on this show. Nothing. It's like three hours long. Guys, I was telling Leslie, I was looking up. We still have, this is episode three. Okay, the wedding's finished. Next episode is the couples waking up (laughs) and then meeting with each other's in-laws, which is stupid. And then episode five, they're on their honeymoons. So I was looking back like on earlier seasons and they're usually at the honeymoon by like se- by, like episode three. Mm-hmm. So they have definitely, we're going to be five episodes in. Not only that, the episodes used to be an hour. Oh, the good old days. Yeah. So I don't know how long they are. I'm assuming they're two hours each on I network television. I think it's television. a two hour um, time slot because when I get, because I get it from like Amazon, it's like an hour and 24 minutes or something like that. It runs like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you figured there's, what, over half hour commercials? Oh, God. Like, we love you guys, but come on. Yeah. Come on. Pastor Cal, if you're listening, get real. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he edits the show, but, you know, hats off to the editors on this episode on this particular scene that I'm going to (laughs) cover. All right. So we're going to start with my favorite couple, the couple who must be protected at all costs. Stephen and Noy. I love them so much. I think he's so cute. I hope it works out. I'm going to eat these words, I know. (laughs) So we start with some drone footage of Stephen on his road trip again. Like, he really, really was out with that drone. Mm. I mean, shooting Calvin Klein-looking commercials. That's a throwback. (laughs) (laughs) Does Calvin Klein even make perfume anymore? Or cologne, probably. I just know Mark Wahlberg and undies. Okay, come back to us, Leslie. Come back. I'm so sorry. I totally <laughs> like spaced out. Oh, so, that was a child. So Stephen reminds us he's a risk taker, in case we didn't know this. And Noi reminds us she's a hopeless romantic. So she's walking down the aisle. When he sees her, there's a huge smile on his face, and he has a great smile. Yeah. He really does. So we get a sneak peek of... My boy, Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> off to the side there, D&D. And we are introduced to a new character who is Noi's brother, who is a drag queen named Sriracha. I almost died. <laughs> Can I, I be their friend, please? I love this person so much. This person has multicolored hair. So we're not talking D&D with the frayed orange ends. Mm -hmm. We're talking some pink, some yellow, maybe a little red in there. I love Sriracha more than life itself. It's probably to blend in with different wigs. Because I know drag queens do that from watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, I am not sure because I did not watch the after party with Rudy Huxtable. I did not watch So I'm not sure how sriracha identifies they mm-hmm. did have him captioned as brother brother yeah but i will do my best to just say sriracha going yes, forward because okay because here's interestingly you know i don't watch the kardashians but i did watch a clip of their new season 
and they were mentioning something about um, Caitlyn, and they said, well, we don't want to invite her. And then one of the Jenners was like, but that's my dad, even though identifies as dad, yeah, but right. her chief, you know, so mm-hmm. it's a little confusing. So, yeah. And I'm just not sure what they prefer. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're I'd just trying to be not. respectful. Yeah. So I cannot tell you how happy I am that Sriracha has come into my life. <laughs> All right, they meet one another. They have a good laugh that Steve's last name is Moy, so she'll be Noi Moy. Noi Moy. I love it. It's perfect. Her family wants you to know. Now, guys, I'm just going to warn you, I don't take notes as well as Leslie does, so I'm just breezing through these vows. Her family wants you to know she is an alter ego, noisy, who's crazy and wear wigs, wears wigs, and that's why Sriracha's name came up because she said she gets a lot of her wigs and stuff from Sriracha. Mm-hmm. She's very into her culture, very close to her family, and her upbringing is unique. And they ask Steve to remain open-minded and considerate. And again, we learn she's a hopeless romantic. We get it. All right. Steve is part of a big family who spends a lot of time together. He loves kids, loves to take trips, be ready for adventure. And I don't know if this was in the vows, but I've written, Steve is a really handsome man. (laughs) I don't think that he said that about himself or his friends. I don't think so either. So Noi vows that without knowing you, we are the same, brave and trusting. And I could hardly wait for our life together. And then I literally wrote blah, blah, blah. Okay. Steve says, dear Svedlanta, Patinka, whatever your name is, it's so nice to meet you. I've been waiting a lifetime. You are audacious enough to marry a stranger. So we have that in common. He has good vocabulary too. That's a turn on for me. I know. He can read. and Yep. Speak. I have high hopes. Cannot wait to see where this goes. They exchange rings and Steve says he brought a spare in case she didn't like it. But I guess it's a ring pop. It is a ring pop. <laughs> I loved it. I wanted it. I, I still eat those. <laughs> uh, they share a nice kiss. Mm-hmm. And he asks her ahead of time, like, is it okay if I kiss you? I'm like, mm. okay. Now they sneak away and have a drink. Now I'm torn between calling him Steve or Steven. I prefer Steven, mm-hmm. but they do call him Steve a lot. So I don't know. So he tells the camera he thinks Noi is stunning and he's very attracted to her. And Noi tells Steve, and I could see this about him. She tells us, I'm sorry, that she is very calmed by him. Yeah. Like he's a very calming president, pre- president, presence. And my best friend and I were talking off, uh, obviously off mic about this yesterday. And she was saying that he has just this level of confidence. Yeah. That you feel calm and secure in his presence. And I picked that up. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed very secure in who he is. Like the whole fact that he was unemployed for four months doesn't bother him at all because he used it to travel. I don't know if you heard. But he used that to travel. Did he? Did he use drone footage on that yes, trip? Yes, he did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is my opinion that people who do things like that and take chances are often the most confident people because yeah. they're confident that they can survive risks and stuff like that. Then I wrote, um, Noi tells the camera he's very sweet and the second ring was a ring pop. And I wrote, oh, I missed that because I was so wrapped up in Sriracha. <laughs> At the reception, Noi meets Steve's parents. It's really cute. She, like, goes up to them. Are you mom? Are you dad? Like, I just adore her. I adore her. Yeah. They do family pictures. And did you get, like, Steven is, like, a foot taller than her whole family? He is super tall. He looks like a giant. Like, do you ever see the movie Big Fish? 
Yes, I don't. I haven't seen it in a long time. The giant dude from mm-hmm. the circus, like mm-hmm. that's who it reminds me of. And and I feel seen because my family, like my dad, is only like five seven or five eight. Like oh. we're all little tiny people. So you put a six foot person around us, you know. Yeah, the men tower. in my family are giants. They're like over six three, and it's like, why really? are you so tall? Wow. Okay. So now they change into traditional Laotian clothing, and that's really cute. She places, like, something around Steve's neck, and Steve tells the camera in 50 years he's hoping to tell their grandchildren that their parents took a risk and brought two great families together, and I was getting emotional. Yeah. I cannot watch a wedding and not cry, so I was like, "Mm." Now Steve and Noy are dancing at their reception, talking about kids, kissing. I love them so much. They sit down, they start chatting, and Noy asks about his job. Here we go. He tells her the story, and she actually seems really supportive and thinks it's really cool. And I have a comment about this. I feel like this is a Gen X and Boomer thing. Like, Gen X and Boomers would be like, oh, you don't have a job? da 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 millennials they don't give a fuck about that shit am i right am i speaking for you like you guys just roll with it we roll with it and also we were like brought up by our parents who overprotected us i feel like a lot of us could say that and Mm -hmm. there's like you know if that doesn't make you happy then you don't have to do it it's kind of that mentality yes so that's why we quit a lot of things (laughs) yeah but you also like maybe it's you have that comfort of knowing you can take risks yeah Mm -hmm. and a lot of that has to do with generational wealth so like the gen xers and the boomers in general had more money than their parents yeah you know what i mean but like with the millennials like i feel like their parents kind of have enough money that they could support them through changes not all people yes but some people yeah some people can definitely um because I remember, even though that I did grow up poor and we were, like, on, you know, like, food stands and stuff when yep. I was a child, as a teenager, as soon as I was old enough to work, my mom didn't want me to work because she was like, mm-hmm. you're going to give up on school if you start falling in love with a dollar. That was her whole thing. So when I turned 18, I finally got my first job, and it was like, okay, but this is just for you to spend on your hair and nails, you know? Yeah. You yep. can't live off this. Remember, school first. And maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's not that your parents had more money but they they more had a philosophy that they would share it with you yeah to make your life easier where Mm -hmm. like the boomers did not grow up like that like their parents were not going to support their hair and nail no (laughs) doing you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah so i think it's just i don't know like i just think the millennials and the the gen zers like they're they just they have cracked the code of life i feel like like they're just better at it. Do you know what was funny? So this is totally off topic, but it's popping up on my feet constantly because the When We Were Young tour is coming out. So this is like a punk rock festival happening in Vegas in October. And it's yes. all these bands, Senses Fail, you know, Avril Lavigne is going to be there. Like all these bands that basically Sinister Girls, my other podcast, kind of was evolved around. And I'm just like, oh my God, am I so old that this tour is called When We Were Young? <laughs> yeah and everything and i'm just thinking like wow how time has changed because now i want to go to this but i'm like i feel like i did this that was called war tour not that long ago why would i do this in my 30s everything like nostalgia is just so in right now i mean i do a whole gen x podcast 
Exactly. It's very in right now. There was a point to this, and it correlated to Married at First Sight. I don't know how. <laughs> the point it is happened. we're old. The, no, the point is that the boomers and the Gen Xers and the more traditionalists all thought, including the producers, all thought that Noi was going to have a huge problem with this. Yes. But of course she didn't. Because she didn't. First of all, look what she's overcome in her life. Like, her parents literally fled a war-torn country. yeah. Right, and and came here and built a life from nothing. She's like, four months off a job? Okay, I'm okay with that. Do you know now what I, I mean? my thought came back. So this is what I was going to point. Um, I was listening to Jimmy Eat World. They're also handwriting on this tour. Yeah. And the song in the middle is this huge song that they had. And it's like, it just takes the time in the middle. And it's like, everything's going to be all right, all right. And I made the joke, you know, on social media, kind of like, is Jimmy Eat World responsible for why millennials are overly confident when <laughs> things are not going to be all right? But they're like, even if you're mediocre, you'll be all right. Thanks, Jimmy yep. Eat World. So that well, was kind of the tie-in. And you guys just did not graduate into a world where you could work at the same job for 30 years and put your kids through college with that income Mm -mm. like you just didn't have that so job hopping and you see it in uh gen z now with the um like this everybody has a side hustle every the gig economy right that's gen z doing that and so you just make it work and it's not a big deal and noise like uh i'm pretty confident the dude will get a job again Exactly. Let's calm down. It's not like he's D&D sitting in the parents' basement. (laughs) Love you, D&D. And also, if he was able to travel for four months, that means he had some sort of savings. Yep, exactly. So he's responsible. So now we see um, Sriracha. And he's like, what's going on tonight, guys? Are you banging? Are you banging my sister? Like, I think you should. And Steve's like, no, dude. No, 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 no. Sriracha's real name, guys, is Michael. But Sriracha tells Stephen, look, I'm going to tell you right now, people chase Noi. Noi is not the chaser. So if you don't chase her, someone else will. Well done, Sriracha. Yeah. Well done. So then at the end of every reception, which we will see the end of everyone's reception tonight, they all get into different types of vehicles. Stephen and Noi get into a horse-drawn carriage. They get back to the hotel. They get in bed. And they... Quote, cuddle. And that's all we see from them. That's, that's all we see from see. them. So now we're moving on to <laughs> Katina and Olajuwon. Oh, boy. Are they your favorites of your couples? Are they your favorites? You know, you I really like the like drama Jasmine. that's going to come from this, from the previews of later this season. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm loving that. You are married. <laughs> you are, you are married. married. And she's okay. kind of like, <laughs> deer in headlights. <laughs> She's like, what? Like, I'm too pretty. I don't compute. What are you saying? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Anyways, Mm-mm. so Katina and Olajuwon. So when we catch up with Katina and Olajuwon, they're getting ready to take wedding pictures. And Katina says he looks like he was about to cry. And she thought, oh, I hope he doesn't think I'm cold because she wasn't, you know, getting emotional or teary eyed. Right. Um, and I thought, you know why? Because she's hot and she's has hot girl confidence, but she doesn't need she to cry. She has hot girl confidence. We she talked about this. She doesn't need to cry. Yeah. So Lajuan has fake confidence, and he needs constant validation, as we saw. Wow, it's real bad. It's real bad. <laughs> so he assures her he's sensitive, but not a punk, and was a whole different person, Isaac. Because Isaac oh, God, showing dude. up. 
wait until you're in this like three weeks before you introduce Isaac. What are you doing? Oh, boy. At the reception. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. But that he will be honest with her and tell her all about his player ways. Yeah, I want to hear that on my wedding day. No. Oh, don't worry. I'll tell you about how much pussy I got. Oh, God, no. Jesus Mm -mm. Christ. So meanwhile, the photographer and the handlers are, like, fluffing the train of her dress and posing them. And the photographer instructs him to put his hand around her waist. And he goes, her petite waist, okay? Oh, boy. He is salivating over this woman. I know. Dude. I'm worried for her. I'm scared for her. Yeah, I I see already that this is going to be what the mother predicted, that the guy's going to fall in love with her and her not so much. Maybe. So that's what I think is going to happen. Maybe. And guess what? We don't know because we're not getting spoiled. We're not getting spoiled. So when we saw him in the first couple of episodes, cheesing out, you know, the big old smile with booties in his face, you know, trying to convince us he was a player. Motorboating the strippers. Exactly. <laughs> but in my thought, I wrote, you know, this guy, maybe he was pulling in six and sevens, but this wife is a 10. So he's She's not ready. Mm-hmm. He is not ready for all of that. So you that's think why he he's going to be pulling in six and sevens. I mean, it depends. He's I mean, he's for pretty him to, goddamn hot, dude. He is hot, but here's the thing: like, an eight or a nine is not gonna put up with his nonsense. They're gonna be is like, "So hot for you." There's a caveat to this: if she's 22 years old, she will. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yes. Do anything, really. If I looked like this when I was in my 20s, I would be dating. Well, I would date the same guys, really. Yeah, yeah. The same yeah. losers because they were hot. Yeah, yeah. just losers. <laughs> Anyways, I would be cozy enough to Steven and his whole family. Aww. Because <laughs> his one brother, Suit, who I call, is very good looking. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah. Those kids, if they were to procreate, would be really cute. I don't know about D&D. Jury's out. Oh, well, okay. whatever. <laughs> okay, so then back to Katina. We get Katina telling producers that she kept meeting men that weren't serious about commitment, just wanted to date multiple women... Hence her husband. Um, but she says, this feels right. This feels good. And I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for this oh to boy. fall apart. Oh boy. She feels blessed and wants to start a family and start a new chapter and be on this journey where they're both on the same things. They both want the same things. And he says, mm-hmm. this feels good. He's comfortable. She's comfortable. He's horny. No, wait, he didn't say that. But basically, that's what he meant. So then he's like, her lips are so soft, juicy. I feel like loyalty behind them. Okay. Them. <laughs> and a giant boner on his part, he feels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Yep. He is so, all boned up. He's all boned up. So we As also. As I said in the last episode, he is totally the kind of guy who tried to suck his own dick in high school. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Was it him I said it about? I think yeah, so, right? Yeah, I think right? so, yeah. <laughs> So the cool thing about it is that even though we're seeing them pose for pictures, we do get to see like the final product of the pictures and they look gorgeous. Gorgeous. They complement each other really well in the looks department. But the more he speaks, like I know that he's good looking, like I can see that I have eyes. Yeah. Yeah. But the more he speaks, the more unattractive I find him because it's like fake cockiness because I feel like he's putting it on for the cameras. Again, this is the kind of guy who can get a 21 or 22-year-old. 
he's with like his charms. Being, I guess that was like his little Isaac coming out, you know, like this fake confidence. Yep. He's his own hype man. That's what he is. Yes, he is. And he's yep. in that mindset. It's like, dude, relax. You got the girl. Relax. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then agreed. he tells producers, please let me know if we're kissing too much. Um, that he told her, like, let me know if we're kissing too much. And she said, no, your lips are soft. And he's all giddy. He's like, oh, my gosh, it likes me. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> And then he says he feels like a new man and that all his sins have been forgiven. So then I'm like, okay. Oh, he is wanting her to absolve him of something. That's not going to work, dude. I was like, you Apollonia. have to like absolve yourself of that and then go into a relationship. I was like, Apollonia, did you just take a dip in Lake Minnetonka <laughs> to purify yourself? Like, what what are you talking about? Yeah. How have your sins been forgiven? And that is a purple rain reference. I got it. <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> but he's ready, he tells us, and dedicated to this marriage. Yep. So later on, we see them slow dancing, and Katina says she was dreading this part of the ceremony because everyone is staring at them. But our boy assures her not to worry that they will be staring for a while. So get used to it. Wow. Okay. Exactly. And Katina tells producers she's feeling mushy and gushy and lovey-dovey like you see in the movies. She says she got the... She feels the structure of his body because she kind of like snuggled up against him. And it's nice, so he won't let her down in that department. And he's feeling her up the whole times, so she can tell he's he's a kind soul with a boner, basically. <laughs> this kind soul is humping my leg. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Jesus Christ! And so that at the reception, everyone starts clinking their glasses mm-hmm. so that they kiss, and they've been kissing the whole time. So it's like, why are we? Really yeah, no big deal. Yeah. We don't need to do this. So anyway, they talk about having kids. And Olajuwon wants kids in three years because he wants to travel the world. And Katina is pleasantly surprised because that's her similar timeline. So they're mm-hmm. on the same page. So mm-hmm. of course he wants to know if she can cook. And she says <sighs> she can cook, but nothing crazy. So basically she can boil water. And he's mm-hmm. fine with that as long as her finance is in the kitchen. He's fine with that. He doesn't say that, but that's insane. <sighs> It's gross. It's gross. And then he tells producers, we're going to have to learn how to cook because that's the only way we can survive. The yeah, way why don't we learn together? That's fine. He could have said it that way, mm-hmm. but the way he said it really turned me off because we're... The way that I got it was like, no, we need to learn how to cook as then she needs to learn how to cook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're 100% right. And I could see that ending very badly because yep. if she, if he's going to try to position her into, well, well, we'll get to that. So later in the evening, Katina is getting grilled by the groomsmen and you know, Olajuwon's brother is asking if she's a club kid. And she says, no, she's 30. She did that in her 20s. She's over it. She does like to go to the pool, hang out, go to cookouts, but her clubbing days are over. Mm-hmm. So she has a nine to five job. She's a retirement counselor for the state. And apparently Olajuwon also is a state employee, as am I. So yep. which in the state of New York does not pay very much. I don't mm-hmm. know about Massachusetts. <laughs> but just putting that out there. But isn't it you can retire after 30 years or something? Um, it depends on what your field is because I'm in higher education. That doesn't really work for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't I got do you. that. Because here in Pennsylvania, it's like if you work in the civil service kind mm-hmm. of area, 
it's like 30 and 30 and done or something like that. I don't God. Know. Which, you know, if you start a career at 30 years old, you're done by 60. Or 25 exactly. years old, you're done by 50. Well, I've been or at this 55. job for like 13 years. So can I just yeah. leave now? <laughs> <laughs> so she then asked the boys if there are any bad quirks that she needs to be patient with. And his friend, I think it's Jeff, he says um, he rubs his temples kind of like, oh, Lord. <laughs> like he's going to prepare her for the apocalypse. Yes. And then he kind of glances at the camera. Did you catch that? He was kind of like, (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like, oh boy, where do I start? I love when they break the fourth wall in any way. He kind of gave, he did like the gym to the camera. Like, so his friend says, you may have to explain something to him once or twice or three times before he understands it. Um, You know, before he can give you a real answer because, you know, he goes into the situations like if you go into situations saying like this is how things are gonna be he's not he's gonna be like protective of himself so no it's called defensive it's called defensive yeah so be patient that's gonna be huge because it takes a lot of talking to him because he's a toddler for him it takes a lot of patience for the audience yeah listen to him yeah, so another great quality you want in a spouse. He's a toddler. He's going to have a meltdown if things don't go his way, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. So she's a good sport, tells cameras, oh, vice versa. I need to be patient too, babe. You got to be patient for me. And then his brother, the one that was my favorite last week, says he's going to challenge you, but you need to push him to get the best out of him. Translation, Olajuwon is a spoiled man baby who is not used to hearing no so when he does, he's going to throw a tantrum. Good luck. Good luck. Have fun. Yep. <laughs> then his brother says, he's the type of guy who will try to mold you to be the type of woman he wants. I was like, nope. what? Nope. Mm-mm. In the words of Carrie Bradshaw in the Sex in the City reboot, and just like that, back, back, back the truck up. What is happening? <laughs> that was a pretty great scene, I have to admit. That was a pretty great scene. When Charlotte is revealing that she still blows Harry. You still Miranda's is just birthday? like you still blow is he dying? <laughs> is <it> his birthday? <laughs> Not and many did you see that schlong that bounced off? Okay, we're talking about it in just like that, the Sex and City reboot. Did you see Harry Schlong? <laughs> I saw it. I saw the other one as well. Lot the other schlong. one was real. Harry's was prosthetic. Yes. A lot but, of schlong. Mm-hmm. But yes. Yeah. Very interesting. Ugh. Anyways, there's not many good things to talk about in that reboot, guys. So give us this. Give us this. Penis. Penis. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So then we see um, Mr. I Need a Stepford Wife, which is Olajuwon, with Katina's mom. And she can't pronounce his name. And I was like, look, I couldn't pronounce it either. I had to spell it off phonetically to get it. Mm -hmm. But in Mm -hmm. my defense, English is not my first language. And Mm -hmm. in my brain, everything just automatically goes to Spanish. So when I first read it, I thought, Olasha? Olasha? Mm -hmm. Olasha? I was like, what is... I don't get it. But Katina's mom is like, who came up with that? And it was a little shady the way she said it. (laughs) Who came up with that? Like, who named you? Who... Where were you born in Babyland General Hospital as a Cabbage Patch Kid? And somebody just gave you this just name. Gave Where'd me it come from? Name. Mm-hmm. But you know, to be fair, and I'm gonna say this about my Dominican people, Dominicans have weird ass made up names too. Because a lot of times the parents just combine names together, or they name you after okay. John F. Kennedy Boulevard Rodriguez. Like there are people actually named this. Okay. So right. no shade to that. So anyway, he tells his mother-in-law. Um, 
that his mother came up with it and she's an Irish lady but his father is Nigerian so I guess it's a mix of like Irish and Nigerian names or culture or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so then we get the classic so what are your intentions and he goes um good intentions and his main goal is to know her he has patience and communication but that he already told her and that he has HDHD and then his mom's the mom is like are you on meds and he's like yeah yeah, yeah I can control it and then producers gift us <laughs> With the kind of split screen, like Brady Bunch Zoom call, kind of multiple little screens of him rambling while her mother just stares daggers at him. And then he did that with Lindsay too. Remember when Lindsay was like rattling off just nonsense? It was beautiful. Beautiful. And then he goes, and I think Katrina, (laughs) she goes, (laughs) Katina! (laughs) He's like, I am sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they needed to add the expect. Yeah. And then his mom is like, that is my biggest pet peeve, calling her daughter the wrong name. So great job. I bet. Yes. So we get some top-notch editing from the producers, cutting between Katina and her girls and Isaac on the low, because let's face it, he's Isaac Mm -hmm. on the low. We see Mm -hmm. him, like, lift his shirt and, like, give her a lap dance at one point. Mm -hmm. Talking to his boys about the wedding night, Katina wants to make him wait a month because that's her vagina. So she calls a shop. Yes, girl, you do that. And we cut to the grooms, and he's boasting about being ready to tie her up and spin her up and down and whatever she wants. I'm shocked he'll he'll even make it out of the reception without trying to fuck her. I mean, it's bad. (laughs) So one of Katina's friends says his goal will probably be to please you. So she envisions him just putting his face in it. And the ladies all cackle. And I'm just like, oh, Lord. (laughs) You do realize you're on camera, and then the friend realized that she was on camera. She goes, oh, I'm sorry, Mom, and she adjusts her wig. It was beautiful. It was one of those moments that I'm just like, reality TV. Once again, I find myself saying, we can see you. We can see see you. you. Yes, and we hear you. you. And this is recorded. Yep. (laughs) So one of Katina's friends says, "Um, so, okay, so cut this part out, 35.22, because I'm repeating myself. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Cut to the wedding night. They arrive at the hotel and we see them sipping champagne. They do the little, you know, cross arm thing. Really cutesy. They're roses. Blah, blah, blah. Katina has no expectations. She's confident. She's hot. She doesn't need to expect anything. And Olajuwon wants to fuck her in his stained underwear. Because did you see those I saw the stained underwear. It is blowing up all over social media. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it... Unless... Okay, here's the only acceptable reason you should have stained underwear on national television (laughs) on your wedding night. He's getting undressed and, oops, he spills his wine right there on his boxer. And then he's like, oh, shit, I have to get into bed with this. That's the only acceptable reason. There's no other. When you are dressed formally like that, always wear dark underwear. Black underwears would have been beautiful. Perfect. Yep. Or maybe he was saving a child from a burning building. Maybe. Or maybe he and shit his pants when he saw her because she's so beautiful. Maybe it's an actual, like, burn through the through the material from him humping his, her leg all night. Maybe he grabbed her face and put it by his crotch. And that's and her And it's makeup. her lipstick. Yeah. Oh, her yes. <laughs> yes. 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 We don't know. Maybe he, he like, stopped at a strip club on the way home. And was motorboating and got... I'll, I'll be right back. Let me run in here. I forgot my keys. 
runs yeah. in quick motorboat on it the way. It could be a lot of things. We, mm-hmm. we don't know. We, we don't this know. This is where we leave our couple. It's We don't know what's going to happen in the wedding night. Will they bang? Will they not bang? And they Tune got into in. like a, a swanky Uber to get yeah. back to the hotel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay. All right, so now we're with Lindsay, Jodie Foster, and Mock the Shock. Oh, those accents, Lord help So me. we don't have a ton of them, so they'll be quick. So we're at their reception, and the guests are clinking their glasses, and Jodie Foster tells the camera, I feel great. I never met a stranger I didn't like, and this is no exception. Okay. Lindsay and Mark talk about how they are really focused on, they focus on personalities rather than looks. And Mark tells her she has layers and he's a good judge of character. And I could tell there's a lot there. God forgive me. I said it last time. I like Mark. <laughs> Why do I like him? Like, there's I think nothing, he's a good human. Because if anything, he comes off endearing because he cares for his mother. He lost his mm-hmm. dad. We know his tragic backstory. And yep. so far, she's the only one that seems a little off. Yes, yes. So Lindsay's like, I've been hurt and I've put a lot of effort in and didn't have it back in return. And I mean, I've been hurt. You saw me in the accused. You saw me on that pinball machine. (laughs) Swipe pen. Like, it was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Then she says she's ride or die. And then, oh my God, this is great. In a confessional, Mark tells the camera, she's a lot. I'm excited to see how she is when she's quite, I mean, when the sun goes down. Yeah. she's sundowning what is happening here what is this is the it, second reference to like the sun or like is it like Westworld? which i make this reference all the time like she's gonna wind down and they'll put her in storage and then they'll wind her back up when daylight comes what happens she's the opposite of like a vampire and she's only active at daylight and mark don't you know anything about woohoo girls it gets worse at night oh it gets it's worse. gonna get worse <laughs> She'll burn out, if she's like me in my woohoo girl days, she'll burn out at like midnight. Yeah. But it's not going to get better. It'll get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we see Mark meeting with Bo Bridges and Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> and Bo Bridges is saying, Lindsay can be a lot. Like if your own dad is saying this. Yeah. He's like, she's a lot. And they just keep repeating it. Like, it's a lot. She's a lot. You're going to regret this. Then Bo Bridges realizes he's on camera and he's like, but she's super sweet. Like she has a heart of gold. 
Like, I better say something good here. Oh, and Kip, her brother from Napoleon Dynamite, chimes in and says, uh, you don't want her for an enemy. Like, oh my god, who says this to somebody? Guys, the, the families and friends did people real dirty this episode. It's Jesus awful. Christ. It's like, yeah, maybe, she's maybe they shouldn't open the bar at the reception until like an hour before they're ready to leave. Because yeah. people were real loose with their information. So now we see Mark saying, I'm really happy to have a family because I don't really have one. And he's upset that he didn't get the permission from Bo Bridges beforehand to marry yeah. Jodie Foster. He's very traditional. That's sweet. And um, Bo Bridges is like, dude, you have my permission. And Kip is like, and you have a family. And they hug. It's so sweet. It was sweet. <sighs> okay. So now we see Lindsay talking with Mark's friends and she tells them they're not having sex. We're not having sex. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be passed out by like 11 o'clock. It's not happening. So she's saying, where does he get the nickname Mark from Shark? He better not act like a shark in bed. I don't like guppy lips. And then she's doing this whole thing. Like, how is foreplay with him? And she's doing the shark, the, the jaws fin on your head, which you used to do in the pool when you were like seven years old. Yeah. She's doing that and like pretending he's under the blanket. What is happening here? All right. So now Lindsay and Mark head home and she's, they get into a limo Mm -hmm. and she's lying on his lap in the limo and she's like, I want to be a cat when I die. Oh no, wait, that was last episode. (laughs) (laughs) So they're settling in and there's all these like rose petals all over their bed and Lindsay's like, let's throw them. And we throw them, you know, whatever. And then we get my favorite prison footage, which is the prison cam yeah. in the bedroom. And it looks like Mark is literally devouring her like a shark, eating a little <laughs> fish. And that that's where we leave them. Yeah. Okay. Now on to better and bigger bigger and better things, Jasmina and Michael. Jasmina what happened with them? And Michael. So it's the wedding reception. And again, the family and friends clink glasses, forcing the newly met, newlyweds to kiss. Remember, they just met. Yes. If I get married again, I will have a strict rule against this. Like, I'm not Ooh. a PDA person, so do not try to make me do the clicking. Oh. See, I could do that. I could, I could make out in public. I'm comfortable with it. I, 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 I was raised Catholic. <laughs> I was a good girl. Uh-huh. That was uh-huh. sinful. You don't do that. Uh-huh. Christ when, is watching. <laughs> get ready for a shot. When Timmy and I were dating... And we would be out in bars, you know, ripping Mm -hmm. it up. We're in our mid-twenties. We would just be making out right in the bar. Just on the bar, next to the people, whatever. One time we were out in the parking lot on the hood of somebody else's car, making out. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. I'm all right with it. Now I'm jealous. It's okay. (laughs) Damn. Too uptight for that. I have a little bit of Blanche Devereaux in me. A little bit. Oh, my God, I'm gorgeous. A little bit. <laughs> my beauty has always been my curse. <laughs> okay. So, Jasmina and Michael are good sports about it. And they comply. They kiss. Um, but Michael pumps the break because he has gum in his mouth. So, he needs to remove it. And Jasmina is like, you got gum in your mouth? And Michael says, trying to get ready. I'm trying to get ready. So, they do get to kiss. Good. 
And Michael tells producers, due to experiencing so much loss of his family, he's finally ready to find love and a companion. And he knew he had to take a big leap in order to have that come to fruition. So I I feel like what's your what's your just hot take on him? I feel like he's a good dude. Do you agree? He seems like he's a nice dude. And he's really the way I'm reading him opposed to Elijah one is that he's kind of quieter and taking it all in like he's watching yes. her every move he's yes. watching how she interacts with his family how she behaves with her friends he's really observing her he's an observer yes. he's an observer and she's having yeah. fun and i think that he's liking that that she's just yes. being herself because he says that he does have like a goofy side so he likes that in her so yes so he did say that she's into things that he's not necessarily into but he's still excited about it because it would lead him into her world and learning more about her so i thought that was a good you know answer because sometimes you'd be like oh we don't have much in common so i don't know how that's gonna work whereas he's like i'm willing to learn this could be a fun yep so they start talking about pets and michael admittedly loves dogs but doesn't have time to care for one so he is up at 4 a.m monday through fridays this was crazy yeah yeah. And I sent you a picture of Jasmina's face. <laughs> she makes like the perfect face like, huh? She's like, huh? And remember, this is someone who admittedly goes to bed and stays up until like 2 a.m. And then is up at 6 because she's watching TV all night. How is that going to work? Yeah, I feel like we have a whole generation of people on this show who just are not sleeping well. They're not getting <laughs> no their necessary aid. No. No one's sleeping well. Nope. He says that on... You know, that this is only Monday through Fridays, but that his weekend schedule, it's all over the place. So we don't know what that looks like. And Jasmina tells producers that in the past, she's had bad experiences with being with men that didn't put her first, I guess. They were emotionally unavailable. So she right, wants cause, someone. Because he, he, he gets up at 4 a.m. and then he gets home at like 7? Is that 7.30 p.m., he okay. said. So she wanted someone who's kind of there for her. And Mm -hmm. it seems like he physically won't be there because he's working. Yeah. What does he do, Leslie? I forget. I don't remember. I have no idea. I want to say it's something with the gym. But, I mean, we saw so many people in the gym. I don't know what's real and what isn't. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I was like, what does he do that he wakes up so freaking early and that his weekends are compromised as well? When you're telling us, I'm going to try to look it up real quick. Yeah, so then Jasmina then gets a chance to talk to Michael's sisters at the wedding, and this was a touching moment. His sisters just tell her to embrace him, be patient, that he will need some extra love, especially on July 17th, because that's the date his mom died of cancer. So they present her with a breast cancer awareness pink ribbon as a welcome to the family, and Jasmina is touched and says, you're going to make me cry. And one of the sisters says... Just as she was watching over him today, she will be watching over you. And it was really sweet. That was really gone. I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. He's a personal trainer. So he's at the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The gym rat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. So in that moment with the sisters, I was like, oh, I really hope this works out. Because it seemed like so sweet that they're welcoming her to the family. I agree. I agree. And she seems like a good person. And like she likes to have fun. And she mm-hmm. has her own life. You know. Mm-hmm. So then Michael goes to speak to Jasmina's parents. And again, we get the what are your intentions question. So he says he's ready to be vulnerable in order to make this work. And Jasmina's mom says, but not too vulnerable, right? And then turns to her husband and Jasmina's stepfather and says, they don't want a weak man in the family. I, I, uh, uh, I was like, oh, 
give me something to throw at a wall. <laughs> but at the same time, he can't bully her because then he has to answer to the stepfather. It's but- just sometimes we are so hung up on on um, misogyny and what we do to women in this country mm-hmm. that sometimes you get a little glimpse of that toxic masculinity that we put on our boys and our men. And it's like, yep. like poor Michael yeah. to hear that. Like, fuck you, people. But her mother (laughs) assures Michael that she likes communication. and That would Mm -hmm. be the building block of their foundation. So basically, just communicate with her. She's a reasonable person. But not too much, because you can't let her think that you're soft. Yeah. Don't be soft, you pussy. Stop talking. Yeah, be a man. Don't be a pussy. Which (laughs) Betty White famously said that pussies are strong, so you shouldn't, you know. To yes. mean someone and yes. call them a pussy because they could really take a beating. Yes, they can. Over and over. <laughs> <laughs> so they leave and there's like these sparklers as they're leaving because like everybody's like holding like that's really cute, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like walking underneath it. And I forgot what kind of car they get in because I'm not a car person. So I was just like, well, whatever. They get in a car. It was cute, but I felt like it was also a fire hazard. And I was a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's a little nervous. I think that I would do um, bubbles. Yes. Because they're like environmentally safe. You get the, the non-toxic ones because mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. pets are there and stuff. So I would do the sparklers, but like don't put them near me. Just hold them on the sideline. I feel like with all the dresses and yeah, all the hair products going on, it's mm-hmm. an explosion. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do If that. anyone is an 80s bitch and has some Aquanet, it's going up. <laughs> yep. So at the honeymoon suite, Jasmina tells cameras she hasn't woken up next to someone in a long time and hopes he's a cuddler because she's she's one. Now, in one of the maths groups, I saw a nasty comment about Jasmina going to bed in a bonnet, and the person called it a hat and asked, why would she go to wear a hat to bed, especially on her honeymoon? So, once again, before you launch into this, once again, keep your mouth shut about black people's hair or anyone else's hair. Exactly. keep your mouth shut about it. Go on, Leslie, give us the lesson. Listen, I wrap my hair before bed, and I sleep Mm -hmm. in a silk scarf, or a bonnet, and it's to help keep my hair intact. In black culture, and in Hispanic cultures, you wrap your hair to go to bed, because we don't have, we have textured hair. A lot of it is curly, some is frizzy, some is what people call quote-unquote nappy. It's just Mm -hmm. textured, it's really coiled. Yes. And we don't have the luxury of people with finer hair to wash our hair every single day and just blow dry it and be done with it. So usually we set our hair, we do it once a week, and you wrap it up so you know preserve it and keep it nice for the whole week or whatever so whoever you are if you're listening her wearing a bonnet to bed is not an insult to their honeymoon it's to keep her hair nice and pressed because society has ruled that textured hair particularly black hair is unattractive if it's not straight so that is why she's wearing a bonnet and also this is very common if you have anybody of color in your life you would know this is a very common. Practice. I've podcast with my hair wrapped. You've seen me. Yep. And yep. I'm like, I don't do my hair. It's hot, know. guys. It looks hot. I mean, it's it's perfectly <laughs> fine. So they go to bed and they're cuddling and it's really sweet. And of course, there were rose petals before they got into the bed because it's in the room. And at one point, I remember um, there's like a rose in a vase by Michael's side table, and he takes it out and gives it to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, and then she finds hers, the one on her side, and she takes it out, gives it to him. And I was like, this, this is cute. Like, I love them together. I like them too. 
So yeah, so that's them. So hopefully, I don't know, I don't need them to like bang or anything. I, I just hope that they get along. I do too. I do too. I really like them. I really think he is very sweet. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I can't remember if we have any um, previews of him screaming at her. I don't no, think I think that there's only one preview of him kind of just saying, like, don't do that or something. He's not yelling at her. Yeah, he's not a, a confrontational person. It's almost like know. she's saying that she, oh, I don't like that. I think something like that. It yeah. didn't seem huge. It yeah. seems like Olajuwon and Katina are going to be the big explosive couple. Right. Okay. So now oh, we move your on people. to, <laughs> now I know, I have my work cut out for me this season. Now we have Chris and Alyssa. Okay. Guys, if you don't know who April Ludgate is, just look it up. I mean, this is, she's a <laughs> doppelganger. It's crazy. So it's Alyssa's wedding day and her friends wake her up by jumping on the bed. Love it. Chris and his bros are discussing his nerves in, a, in the most matter-of-fact way I've ever seen. Are you nervous? Yes, I think I am nervous. I think I'm experiencing feelings of nervousness. I think what you need to do is blah, blah. Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. So Alyssa tells the camera that she expected that by 30 years old, she would be engaged at least. But she dated 30. She dated a bunch of guys. I'm sorry, a bunch of guys. And literally no one had any qualities that she wanted. Uh, Why are you dating them then? They have to have at least one quality that you want. Like looks. Okay. Chris tells us he's like a duck on water. His feet are going crazy underneath. But he needs to appear calm for her. You know how I feel about a cheesy metaphor. Yeah. Chris sends Alyssa a note. And she's reading it. And she can't read it without crying. So her bridesmaid read it. Bridesmaids read it. It's very sweet. It's basically like, we got this. Everything we've done in our lives have, has led to this. Follow your inner compass. All right. So I don't know if you noticed this, but throughout the entire entirety of her scenes, she talks about looks a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like little comments here and there, but it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. And I think someone was saying on one of the maths group, like, this is going to be our Mirla of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. If she, if she makes it that far, and I'll get to that. <laughs> I don't think so. So, mom and dad show up. They're very sweet. They don't look like Bo Bridges or Jodie Foster. Um, Alyssa's walking herself down the aisle, she tells us, because her dad has had a lot of back surgeries and cannot do it. I have a question about this. First of all, I know people with back surgeries. My mother-in-law had a very extensive back surgery. She was, you know, in in a physical rehab for a very long time, yeah. getting that straightened out. She can walk a short distance. Yeah. Okay. Not everybody's the same. Maybe this man cannot do that, but he can stand. We saw him standing unaided. He looked okay. Why can't he just use like a cane or a little thing to help get down the aisle? You know, I think that part of it is that she was probably thinking, like, you don't got to do this. It's not a big deal. Because <laughs> I yeah, think if like, she I really like, wanted it, he would have yes. done it. I feel like this came from her and not him. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I felt like she she framed it like it was coming out of a place of concern, and I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. Okay. I feel like if it really meant something to her, he would have done it for her. Yeah, she probably just weird. said, don't do it. You, you've had back surgery. You're fine. Yeah, it was weird. So Alyssa, she's preparing preparing to walk down the aisle, tells the camera, best case scenario, 
He's tall, he's tan, maybe a scruffy little beard, etc. Nope, 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 nope. Right? Mm. I mean, he's not short, but he's not Steven. No. You know. And he did have, like, facial hair. A little bit. And then so they do, do him dirty by an undershot of his teeth. Real bad, man. She thinks attraction needs to be there from the beginning, and she's like, teeth are huge. If I turn the corner and he has snaggle teeth, I would have to say, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're showing his teeth, which I was talking to Mary Payne about this on Hey Bunky yesterday. His teeth are not great, but they're, but they're not, not bad. I they call don't them look rotten. They look fine. Look, I call them like 70s and 80s movie star teeth. They're like because smoker's teeth. In the 70s and 80s, before braces were, were widespread, widely available, you just had to have like nice natural teeth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But they looked natural. Like you see them today against movie stars and it's jarring. But, it and is jarring because <laughs> they're we all whiten them so much. That's <laughs> yes. why. So his teeth are like they're fine. Whatever. He has pointy incisors, but mm-hmm. hey, sometimes people do. As she pre- prepares to come down the aisle, the music gets real ominous. Like dun dun dun. It's like what is this? Franken tea. <laughs> she comes down. He's all smiles and. I have a note here, like, the general consensus is that she's a bitch and he's a sweetheart and doesn't deserve it. I don't know where I land on this yet, but one thing I have to say is he's just weird and I can't put my finger on what it is about him. Yeah. He's weird and I don't know what it is. I don't know. He could be perfectly nice. So they introduce themselves. It's fine. Alyssa's friends and family want you to know you're incredibly lucky. She's a straight shooter, and she'll let you know what's on her mind. She's honest and forthright, sometimes too much. And her face will say it all, and she loves dogs, especially Penelope, and has a huge heart. Chris's friends and family want you to know he's driven. He sets up goals. He won't stop. He could be a little bit of a workaholic. And he has been searching for a woman he could grow with. Okay. Now for the vows, Chris pulls out a legit, like, notebook. And his, even his vows are boring. Like, you're marrying a stranger and your vows are boring. <laughs> I don't even have them written down here. I just say blah, blah, blah. Alyssa, she says, thank you for signing up for this crazy adventure. I love animals more than people. Says it right <laughs> off the bat. I will always be honest and direct and treat you with kindness and respect. And then we see the, the star of the week, Pastor Steve Martin, standing behind them. <laughs> Who, as we know now, has dragged her on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> they kiss. It's over. Chris tells the camera she is gorgeous. He is thrilled. So then they do some small talk. They, like, go off to the side. They're doing some small talk. What's your last name? Blah, blah, blah. Alyssa does social media and marketing. He asks her about the boots and if she has a horse. And he tells her, you know... Um, my sister has a horse in Florida. Like, I think it's really cool. I don't think I've ever been on one, but I'm open to it. Like, he seems fine. He's trying to connect with her. Yes. And then he tells her about disc golf. And I'm like, dude, do not lead with this. It's weird. So he tells her, like, oh, I'm the president of, I don't know, NAFTA or whatever the, uh, the, the organization I is. I love to fuck. He and sounds she's like just... Andy from The Office. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's just kind of like, he does kind of have an Andy vibe yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. So Alyssa tells the camera, I mean, I guess I'll let him teach me to play, but I don't think I'll be disc golfing on my weekends. You know, like, mm. So then they're getting their pictures done, and he starts talking about his real estate business. And it's funny because Alyssa tells the camera, he looks like a real estate agent. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Alyssa won't touch him in the pictures, and the photographer's like, can you put your head on his shoulder? And she's like, I would not do that. Nope, I would not do that. Chris, he's telling the camera, like, they're cutting back and forth, and he's telling the camera, no red flags at this point. (laughs) Okay. The fact that she's repulsed by you is not a red flag. Okay. (laughs) They arrive at the reception, and Chris tells the camera he feels really good about this. He likes her a lot. Then they're, like, still small talking. Everything still seems okay at this point. No no one has said anything bizarre. Uh, The guests start clinking their glasses. She's like, nope. I don't succumb to peer pressure. Okay. Then we can see, like, her uh, confessional is, like, just going down in slow motion. Because now we see same same background. She's in the same confessional. And she's telling the camera now she's kind of unsure about this. Yeah. All right. So I wanted later... to get your take on it because I'm like, what happened? Because I was watching it and I'm like, I don't get where the disconnect happened because it all happened kind of I think fast. I know what happened. Okay. I think I know what happened. So later, Chris sits down with Alyssa's mom and he's asking her, does she like me? Does she like me? And mom's like, um, I guess. Like, she didn't really say anything, but we were dancing. And then, all right. And then the best part is the he says, what do I do when she's had a bad day? And the mom goes, Leave her alone. <laughs> Just yeah. leave her the fuck alone. <laughs> All right, here's where the disconnect happened, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think she's already kind of like, not my type, not my vibe. Okay? Then she meets up with the groomsmen, and they're like, listen, Chris is a natural teacher, but he might come off as condescending. Mm-hmm. He kind of talks down to people. But he's just trying to get you to learn. And I think that just immediately was like, like, it would be like if I was in this situation and somebody was like, um, I'm going to tell you the truth. This guy's a bro. Like, he's going to be out humping everything at a club. I'd be like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, Like, no. So I think, you know, she probably doesn't have a lot of confidence around her intelligence and is immediately threatened by this. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, and I'm not saying she's dumb. I'm just saying she probably doesn't have confidence around her intelligence. So she might hear this and be like, oh, God, like, this is going to be. Like, he's like, going to talk down to me the whole time. I think it was just the tipping point. Mm-hmm. I think and, that she did not like him from the start from when she saw him. Nope, nope. And then she clung to this, like, oh, there's a reason. So I'm not just shallow. He's also, you know, a dick. I think that she thinks he's too nerdy for her. I think based on her fetishization of cowboys and cowboy <laughs> culture, she probably wants like Rip from Yellowstone. Like yeah. she wants somebody with a little edge to them. And she saw a real estate agent standing at the end of that yeah. aisle and was like, eh. Okay. And, you know, Leslie, you and I can speak to this. Like it's only after you've been fucking burned by those kind of guys that you appreciate the real estate agents standing at the end totally, of the Totally, the total nerds. Yep. They're the best. Yep, we want you. Okay. So, he, all right. Uh her friends are telling Chris like she likes assholes. 
That's what her friends say to him. Yeah. So this, you know, this just proves my point further. Like, he's too sweet for her. Yeah. So then um, he's he's very sweet. And he, in a weird shift, decides, I'm going to tell everybody I'm an asshole, too. And he's like, I'm an asshole, too. I could be a mass hole. Okay, dude. <sighs> Calm down. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Go take go take asshole lessons from Olajuwon. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> or Isaac. <laughs> Isaac. So her friends say she will probably want to take things slow and sleep alone. Don't take it personally. Okay. Yeah. Chris and Alyssa head home and I, I want to say they're in like a a 1950s Ford or Chevy pickup truck. I couldn't tell. I couldn't yeah, see the Yeah, they were row. like in a truck. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. But it's got like the flare side wheels and stuff. And Alyssa's off somewhere having a meltdown now. Okay, so so they get to the hotel, presumably, where they're mm-hmm. going to stay. She won't even go up to the room. She is off in some weird area with producers. He is out in a lobby. I don't even know if they made it. From the wedding to the hotel. They are just in some kind of hotel setting. And the he's whole sitting... time, they're cutting back and forth, and he's just grinning like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yep. She's still mic'd, so we can hear what she's saying. And she's telling production, she hates condescending people. It's such a turnoff. And the producer's like, did you see this happen tonight? And she's like, no, but his friends told me. His friends told me he's condescending. Then she tells them when she was in the elevator with him, he said, I'm just Alyssa's side piece. And ugh, I hate that. It makes me sick. Okay. Okay. He's just not her type. He's He's just not. not. She starts to cry and says she doesn't want this on camera. And then she tells production she does not see one characteristic of what she asked for. And physically, it's just not there, and she does not feel comfortable sleeping in the same room as him. And she asks production, like, what do I do? Do I tell him this? And the producer's like, yeah, dude, he has no clue what's happening. Because we see him outside, and he's literally saying, like, what is going on here? I don't know what happened. Okay. Now she goes out, and she sits down by him, and she apologizes to him for making him wait. And she tells him there are some things that have been said that don't sit right with her. And he's like, well, what are they? Like, I had a good day today. I'm sorry if I did anything wrong. Did I offend you? You know, what? what's going on? What do you want to do? And she's like, I just want to get some sleep. And she literally gets up and just leaves. It was crazy. And that's it. I, I don't know. I was like, Amy needs to explain this to me because what just happened? <laughs> I just feel like this happens occasionally where somebody's just like, Gut instinct is, I don't like this person. Mm-hmm. But you stick it out. Like, we had this with, what was his name? Luke and Kate. I want to say New Orleans. Like, Luke just didn't like her. But usually when the guy doesn't like the girl, he's still banging her. Because he was still oh, banging course. her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. But the thing is, like, that's the whole point of the experiment. You just try. And you see if attraction grows. Yeah. It's weird. Jamie Leotis didn't like her husband when she saw him. And then, you know, grew to like him. Can't believe I'm using her as an example. But anyway, so that's them. So I did not write what happens next time on because it's just a very long preview. It's a long preview of what the whole season encompasses. And we do see, I guess that they do end up going to the honeymoon or at least, 
your girl goes because she's in a bikini in a beach. Well, that's what I wanted to say. So I really scrubbed this promo. There is zero footage of them from anywhere past the honeymoon. I don't think they I don't think they make it. Oh wow. I don't think they go past the honeymoon. I really don't. There's no footage of them. Interesting. At all. Yeah. So I might be down to two couples. Yeah. And it's <laughs> all funny right. because we see like um Katina and Elajuan, like someone I guess is DMing her or texting her. He's like yes. who is he? You're married. You're married. And it's like this whole thing. And she's just kind of like, uh, calm down. Then we see a fake fight between Steven and Noi, where Steven's saying, and then to ghost me for 24 hours is just not cool. But I don't think he's talking to her. No, I think it's probably an experience he had. Yes, I think he's telling her a story. Do not come for them, producers. I'm telling you right now. All right, so at the end of the episode, Leslie, we give our, our winners, our best man or, or maid of honor, and then our loser, like who's going home with the DJ and puking out the window of the limo. <laughs> so my winner this episode is 100% Steven. He has married into gold. Not only is Noi a precious, precious treasure, but he's got Sriracha now. Yeah. And D&D and Sriracha are going to become best friends. I just know it. I know it's going to happen. So he's my winner. Who's your winner? My winner this week would definitely be... Oh I can't God. believe I'm saying this. Mock the shock. Because <laughs> he's still, <laughs> like, putting up with her nonsense. Like, she's all over the place. And he's just, like, rolling with the punches. And he wanted to ask permission to the family. And he's I was a like, sweetheart. that's endearing. I know. I know. Yeah. Now, who is going home with the DJ puking out the limo window? I have Chris. Do we agree on this? who's chris chris and Alyssa. oh uh, yeah yes who's chris? Like, who's chris he's so not memorable okay, now wait yes i was just gonna say that proves every point we've made he's not memorable like, we don't even chris? know his name and we covered the show <laughs> i had Alyssa just because i feel like she was gonna bail and she would hook up with whichever guy told her she was hot that day yeah like, hey hot girl she would go home with elijah one totally she'd go home Um, with anyone i have to tell you somebody was saying that i forget who they were talking about but they were like i'm getting zach season 13 vibes okay Mm -hmm. do you know i could not remember who zach was (laughs) i had to go back and look like at pictures and i was like oh zach zach and michaela what am i doing how could i not remember that Goldfish brain. Like, it just literally, you're out of my line That's of sight for That's why I love this show. Because with 90 Day, as much as I love 90 Day, love mm-hmm. hate watching it, a lot of these people, you see them for far too long. They're horrible human beings off camera. Yeah. But with these guys, you get one season of them, then they're gone. I mean, they're I haven't seen forever. any of the spinoff things. I know that there's, like, web shows and all that. I don't yeah, watch I'm that not, stuff. I'm not watching that shit. Yeah. They're gone forever. 100%. Yeah, they're, they're that to me until you mm-hmm. tell me otherwise. <laughs> Oh, Leslie, I have an important announcement to make for you. We got an email. (gasps) We got an email? Guys, I'm super excited about getting an email. Please send us more. I was really happy to get this email from Sarah. Sarah writes, love your pod. Amy, I enjoyed hearing you fill in with Mary Payne, but I also love you and Leslie together. You guys make me chuckle, which is fine when I'm in my car and less fine when I'm listening with my AirPods in bed and wake up my husband. Aww. 
Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah, for Thank listening. You. Guys, send us your comments. Info at Six Degrees of Reality TV. We'll read them on the air if we like them. Again, if you're going to call us idiots or tell us to fuck off, we're not reading that on the air. We're There's not reading not. it on the air. I mean, I so. will read it and burn no, a candle. Won't. No, you won't. Make no, a whole ritual out of it and do some brujeria on you. But other than that, it's fine. You won't read it because we talked about this. Yeah. I'm going to screen it. Yeah, we're and throw it, it away. Yes. If somebody it, comes for Leslie, <laughs> somebody comes for Leslie, I'm just throwing it away. Throw right it in the trash. Away. Come for me all you want. You okay. All right. So, uh, real quick, let's wrap up. Leslie, where can we find you? You can find me on the Instagram and the Twitters and all that at Sinister Girls. Remember, it's a Z in girls, not an S. So we replaced the S and put a Z in it because we're punk rock created and in 2002. Often, how often do those episodes drop? Um, Weekly. Actually, our episode for this week is a day late and I am so sorry. Mm. I had technical difficulties of last night and I couldn't upload it, but it's uploading tonight. So when this episode drops, the new episode of Sinister Girls will be available as well. Awesome. Okay, and I'm at Gen X This Is Why, which is uh, my podcast that I have with my sister, where we talk about... Little House on the Prairie, Golden Girls, different movies. We just did Night of the Comet. I have I never, seen, I've never it. seen that. It's a cult classic. It's really crazy. It's kind of interesting. Um, and my Instagram is Amy Watches TV. And don't forget that I have an E on the end of my name. A-M-Y-E. Amy Watches TV. All right, guys. So thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram. The best way you can help us, absolute best, best way, is to share the pod with someone you know watches the show. Or to leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen. I, iPods? I, no. I, Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Oh, yeah. my God. I thought there was an I in there. <laughs> um, also, Spotify now has reviews. So leave us one there. Okay? All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.